morning. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Very significant morning today. It is Sunday, July 31st, and I am recording this at 6.45 a.m. in my backyard. And I don't know if you know this, my fellow early risers might know this, but did you know that today, July 31st, is actually the final day on which the sunrise happens before 6 a.m.? That's right. Today's sunrise was 5.59 a.m. Tomorrow's is 6 a.m. Now, again, those of us early risers know. Excuse me. I Ugh, that was rude. Ugh. What am I, 30 seconds into a podcast and I burp? Can I explain why? Hold on a second. Can I explain? It's because what I'm drinking this morning is not my usual coffee. I am actually currently drinking. Hold on. Here we go. Let me take a sip. Mm-hmm. I'm currently drinking. A Coke Zero. Yeah, I don't know. I'm a soda guy. I like soda. I know it's absolutely just god-awful for you. And somebody told me, they said, you should try Coke Zero. Because Diet Coke sucks. right? All diet soda sucks. I mean, it's okay in a, in a terrible pinch if you're craving soda and you don't want to drink soda. But somebody said, you should try Coke Zero. It's like really good. It tastes like real Coke. And so I did. And I like it. I really like it. But I would say, I mean, I'm not giving up coffee. The only reason I'm not drinking coffee is because this family happens to be down to one K-cup of coffee right now. Sunday is grocery shopping day, by the way. But uh, I am not going to drink the last K-cup. I'm not, I'm not an asshole, okay? <laughs> I'm leaving the one K-cup for my wife, and I will just get Starbucks on my way to my uh, work this morning. I've got two festivals today, Webster Waterfront Festival and Spencerport Canal Days. But anyway, as I was saying, everybody who knows uh, that knows sunrise at 5.59 doesn't mean it's dark until 5.59. It starts getting light before that, especially on a day with clear skies like this morning. But, uh, but the sunrise, which I guess is when the sun hits a certain threshold in the sky, is uh, officially after 6 a.m. as of tomorrow. And guess what? I'm here for it. Yes, I am. I am a fall guy. With tomorrow being August 1st, you know what that means, right? Oktoberfest beers, pumpkin spice lattes, butternut squash pasta sauces. Oh, I am here for it. I am a fall kind of guy. I am not a summer person. I am not a winter person. Extreme weather, uh uh-uh. I am a nice fall. Wake up and it's, and I'm early fall, admittedly more early fall. I am like late September, early October, early fall kind of guy. I want to wake up to the mid-50s, little dew on the ground, right? Cool, crisp, but not cold. And I want to see a high during the day of like 66 degrees. Like That's just perfect for me. That's what I'm talking about. Anywho, uh, what was I talking about? Two festivals today, and uh, you may have seen my desperation on social media looking for people to work Spencerport Canal Days, because I am working Webster myself, double booked myself, which is fine, because I do have a staff member. Unfortunately, she turned out not to be available this weekend, so I got desperate. And it's not a good look to just not do a festival. You know, to, if I notified Spencerport, I'm not going to be there. And you might say, well, why are you choosing Webster over Spencerport? Honestly, Webster is the bigger of the two shows. It, it, I don't know. I, for, for whatever reason, I chose Webster. Okay? It's just the bigger of the two shows. That's the one I wanted to do. Spencerport, I got some coverage on. Some great people came out of the woodwork to help me out. Thank you so much, Sally and Lori and Rob, 
who came out of the woodwork to help me out. Uh, Rob, it might even work out with. Rob, turns out, is looking for a job. Great guy. I've known him for a few years. Kind of known him. Not like, you know, been around him a handful of times, but seems like a solid freaking guy. And turns out he's looking for a job. So I was like, call me Monday, my dude. <laughs> Happen to got a factory where we need people. Anyway, uh, where was I going with that? Oh, yeah. So I wanted to talk, I wanted to give you a perspective thing. I was on Twitter shortly before starting this podcast as I made a seven to ten minute brief stop at the restroom before recording this podcast. And I did what we all do and I started scrolling. And I came across a post, not unlike many other posts I've come across over the years. And it was a young lady who was complaining about her asshole boss and showing why she quit her job. And here's how it was. It was a, a series of screenshots she had taken of a text conversation. And basically what it was was this. It was she wrote to say, hey, I can't work on Friday. We have to put my dog to sleep. And I'm going to be a mess. The dog. We're putting the dog to sleep on Thursday. And I just feel I need a few days to recover prior to returning to, you know, work. Now, I completely get that. As an, as an employer, as a human being, of course, I get it. That's a family member and you will be grieving. The boss, however, says, and by the way, the boss says, I understand. However, I need you to find somebody to cover your shift. You either need to be here or you need to get it covered. To which the girl writes back and says, look, I'm really not in the mental state to be able to do that. I just, I can't make it. I'm sorry. I'll see you Monday. Boss writes back and says, this will not be approved unless you either show up or find someone to show up for you. Now, the boss is doing something wrong here, obviously. I think when somebody comes to you in a moment of distress, uh, you obviously, you should help them out. So yes, does that shift need to be covered in the boss's mind? Yes, of course it does. But guess what? The boss can step in and find someone to cover the shift, okay? That's what I would have done. So the girl then writes back and basically says, look, I tender my resignation effective immediately due to the fact that you're being an asshole. <laughs> and I don't blame her. I don't blame her. I did, however want to give a slight different perspective on those kinds of stories, okay? And that is the excuse wheel. Think of it like a big prize wheel that you might see at a carnival, and you, 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 know, you pull down on one of the pegs, and it goes... And it comes, and finally it's like, my grandma died. Okay, now, as a boss, you just need to be better than this guy... This Starbucks guy, you just got to be better than him. And you got to understand, hey, this might be an employee who has literally never called off before. Uh, and so I am going to fully 100% buy into what she's telling me. I am going to offer her the deepest condolences and I'm going to do everything I can to not cause her any inconvenience this time while she goes through her grieving. Of course, of course, that is how you should handle that. But what you don't see is you don't see a history of call-offs, you don't see all the other call-offs, and you don't understand. I'll give you an example. We had a guy, I don't even know if I should be talking about this, might get in trouble for this, but ultimately he left us, so who knows if I can get in trouble for this. We had a guy we hired, supposed to start on a Monday, okay? Calls off, has a stomach bug. Okay, no problem. 
You get the benefit of the doubt with me. I am way too trusting. I believe you. I believe that you're going to be the best employee I've ever hired and that you truly just have a stomach bug and can't come in today. Shows up on Tuesday and works all day. See, I was right, right? Wrong. Let's go to Wednesday. Wednesday comes in, announces immediately he needs to leave early because he has scheduled some guys to come and take a look at something that needs repaired in his house, and he needs to be there. Okay. Maybe he had that scheduled ahead of time, right? He just started with us. Maybe he scheduled this weeks ago. He's been waiting for these contractors to come in for weeks, and so this is a big, okay, fine. Go ahead. You have to leave early today. I get it. Next day comes in, works a full day. See? See? He's going to be great, right? Friday, calls off, dog is sick. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, calls off, basement flooded. Tuesday comes in, works full day. Wednesday, calls off, car trouble. (laughs) At this point, he's just spinning an excuse wheel, right? Car trouble. <laughs> and then and he, this particular guy had come in through a temp agency. So I just reached out to the temp agency and I said, look, we got to talk about this guy's reliability because this is, this is, what, eight days with us now? And he's only actually worked a full day, clock in and clock out on time, three out of eight times. Can we talk about this? Temp agency reaches out to him, reaches back out to me and says, uh, yeah, he quits. <laughs> great so anyway i'm just saying i get i get it i get it but you gotta understand from the boss's perspective you just hear so much bullshit not saying that that was that guy that not saying maybe every the guy that i said that worked for us maybe all of it was legit might have all been legit Hope it was. I hope I'm the one who's wrong. All I'm saying is you get a lot of it. So anywho, just wanted to kind of bring that up. But yeah, so anyway, double duty today. A lot of work to do. I did not win the lottery. If I had won the lottery, I would not be doing this podcast, I can assure you. I did buy a lottery ticket, though. And I'm not a big guy who wins the lottery a lot. Uh, wins the lot. Okay, did I just say that sentence right? I think I need to go back to drinking coffee. I'm not a guy who wins the lottery a lot. No, I'm not a guy who plays the lottery a lot. I don't think any of us are people who win the lottery a lot. I'm not someone who plays the lottery a lot. I am not a regular, but I am like every other schmuck. And if it gets to be a billion dollars, of course I'm going to go buy a ticket. So I bought ten bucks worth. I think one zero. I did have one of my lines where I got two numbers though, but two numbers and no Powerball still doesn't pay anything. So. Still here, still working. Would I quit my job? That's a good question. I don't know. Would I quit my job if I won the lottery? I have to believe if I won a billion dollars, I would certainly make immediate changes to my lifestyle. Yes. I think I do think I would. I, I'm not I'm not too good I'm not too good to announce that. There is absolutely no way though that I would abandon my job. There's no way I would just abandon my, I mean, it's my freaking company, right? Like, there's no way I'm just going, if I won the lottery, there's no way I'm showing up on Monday and going, well, you guys are on your own. Like, that's not going to happen. I have to believe, quite frankly, I do have to believe I would continue to do it. It would just become a lot different now 
because we would immediately, immediately be able to just build on, you know, <laughs> we would just be like, a be we would immediately begin construction on a new building. We would have a high speed line. Like, you know, you want to talk about, can you compete with Ledestri? I've always said, no, I cannot compete with Ledestri. I'll, I won't be able to compete with Ledestri. Okay. Give me a billion dollars and I'm going to sure as shit take a shot at it. I'll tell you that. Oh God, no. So not quitting, not quitting quite yet. I did uh, back to employment though. I did read another thing. I was reading an article. I think this was the, um, this might have been like a, a British paper or something or study. It had it was a new term they've created called quiet quitting. Do you know what quiet quitting is? Okay, so quiet quitting is 100% exactly what I did at iHeartMedia. Quiet quitting is when you hit the stage where you know you're not in the place you're going to be for the rest of your life. But you're not necessarily ready to quit yet. You could be weeks, months, or even in some cases, years away from quitting. And quite frankly, I believe I quiet quit my job at iHeartMedia possibly six full years before I actually quit my job. And what quiet quitting is, is quiet quitting is when you go from doing absolutely everything you can extra to completely toning it down and essentially now saying just no to all extra duties. And I think I masked it well. I mean, my personal story is like, you know, I was I was working 12 hours a day at least in radio for about god, probably about 6 years. My first my first 2 years in radio, I kind of didn't. I was young and dumb and I think my first two years when I worked in Ashtabula, I was, you know, I was kind of typical just working like eight hours. Then I got into the point where I took it super seriously and I decided I was going to do everything I could to advance. And so from 2007 to 2013, I started working 12-hour days. And I did it quietly for about three years. Um, and then I got the job on the Brother Wee's show. And then I started, and I kept doing it. For about the first three years on the Brother Wee show, I was working a good 12 hours. And then typically, I remember there was even a time where we were doing a conference call every night. So you add that in, I was working well over 12 hours every day on the Wee's show for the first few years that I was on it. And, um, you know, eventually what starts to happen is you start to look for some recognition on that, whether that be financial or whether that be just by way of promotion. And it just wasn't happening. And no raises, no, you know, no promotions, um, you know, a lot of just empty kind of promises, half promises or empty promises. And basically started my sauce business. And when I started my sauce business, I went, brought myself right back down to eight hours and started saying, well, look, if I'm going to work this hard, I'm going to do it for myself, not somebody else. So took my days back down to about eight hours and I, uh, uh, started dedicating that extra four or five, six hours a day to myself, to growing my sauce business. That was quiet quitting. Now that I've read through this article, I'm going, oh, I quiet quit my job. I basically just said, okay, fine. Then I'm done doing extra. I will do the bare minimum, and I will go and do this other thing. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I was still good about I still had plenty of times between 2014 and 2020 where I did do extra. There were plenty of times where I did extra. I mean, I come up with many examples where I went above and beyond still, but it was no longer just a daily grind thing. It was more like, I'm going to pick my poison, 
and f- and now it's like I'm only going to volunteer to do the extra if I really really want to or really love the thing. And other than that, I'm going to do my sauce. So quiet quitting. It's a new phrase. It's when you go down to doing the absolute bare minimum. And eventually you're going to quit. Ooh, actually, I just picked up my phone. Did you see Lollapalooza's today? I wonder who's playing Lollapalooza. Sunday headliner, Green Day, Porno for Pyros, The Kid Leroy, Charlie XCX. Let's see who played the other days. Yesterday headliner was J. Cole. Actually, yesterday kind of sucked. Kigo, Big Sean, Wallows. Who's Wallows? I know the Wallows, don't I? Oh, that's the one. that Wallows did the song with Willow Smith. Isn't that them? The one that's like, I caught a vibe. Baby, are you coming for the ride? I just want to look into your eyes. Friday night was Dua Lipa, Machine Gun Kelly. Thursday night was Metallica. There we go. Little baby. Huh. Never been to a Lollapalooza. You ever been to Lollapalooza? Never been. Never been. Oh, I got to put the phone down. It's too much. It's. I am sick and tired. Right now, my feed is full of quarterback videos. And being that I'm a Browns and a Bills fan, I get both. So basically, first of all, all these videos to me are bullshit right now. Because these guys are playing seven-on-sevens or they're playing no pads. Like, this is not full speed. Anybody, anytime Josh Allen or Deshaun Watson or any quarterback for that matter throws a great pass – in in uh, in practice, in seven on seven, three quarter speed, it doesn't really mean anything. They're professional quarterbacks. They should be able to throw a great pass anytime. There's no coverage, <laughs> or you know, or half assed coverage, or th- even three quarter coverage. In no pads, right? In summer, perfect weather. Oh God! And it's all just like. And then I'm also getting. You know what else I'm getting? Because I'm a Browns fan. Is I'm getting a bunch of Baker Mayfield videos in Carolina, and of course because. The, the algorithm, right? I just keep getting fed these shitty videos of him throwing interceptions. <laughs> it's kind of funny, actually. I don't for one second believe it. I don't believe he's down there just tanking. Maybe he is. I mean, you know, but I I don't believe. I think he's probably doing just fine. But because the Twitter algorithm knows that I'm a Browns fan, it just keeps feeding me videos of Baker Mayfield throwing interceptions. <laughs> I do think that's kind of funny. And and yesterday, uh, this one got on the radar. My wife saw a video of Josh Allen getting in like a little pushing match in practice. And she goes, oh, oh my God, he got in a fight. Like, and I told her, I go, like, right, that happens all the time. Little shoving matches in practice, that kind of shit happens all the time. I think my guess based on the video basically looked like this. He's in a red shirt. Right, and he's a quarterback. He's red shirt. That means hands off. We don't touch him. If you, as a defensive player, happen to get to him in a situation where in a live game you would tackle him, you don't tackle him. It's essentially two-hand touch at that point, and it better be a very unaggressive two-hand touch. It is not a shove. It is not a push. It is a two-hand barely touch <laughs> when you're dealing with a quarter an NFL quarterback in preseason. And I think what happened was – uh, Josh Allen was kind of a little too close for comfort to somebody and kind of had his back turned to him. People lost their balance. And I think he got ran into accidentally. I really do. And it kind of, you know, knocked him off balance a little, startled him, I think. He turned around, shoved the guy. The guy shoved him back, and everybody kind of got involved. Not a big deal. Honestly, normal, everyday football kind of stuff. Then I see video Deshaun Watson practices for his first time in Cleveland yesterday. 
and he does some autograph signing, and that is just such an awkward situation, man. This Deshaun Watson thing is so unfair to us Cleveland fans. You know, I had a woman walk up to me in Webster yesterday at my little festival booth, and she says, what are you going to do about this Deshaun Watson thing? And she says, I'm a Browns fan too, but I want to hear your take. And I said, well, here's the thing. It is too important to me. Watching the Cleveland Browns is just not something I'm willing to give up. I'm just not going to let it happen. I'm rooting for the symbol, not the guy. That's what we came up with. I will root for the Browns. That does not mean that I root for him as a person, but I will root for the Browns. And if the Browns do great things and he throws a touchdown, you caught me, I'm probably going to be up on my feet screaming and hollering and saying, yay, 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 right? But if you ask me to put my my reputation online for Deshaun Watson, I'm not going to do it. It's just a shitty, shitty position to be in. I am just not happy with the position we're in as Browns fans that we have to make this choice. I'm not, but at the end of the day, I, it's just, you know, the, the decision's been made by me. I'm invested. I love my brownies. It is what it is. Now, these guys also brought up something interesting to me because I asked them, I go, how do you watch Browns games? Because I've always watched it on DirecTV's NFL Sunday Ticket. And they said, yeah, yeah, we do Sunday ticket. Did you see it's the last year? And I said, yeah, I see it's the last year. Which, by the way, I feel like I've read that every year, that it's the last year. But this year seems to be more legit, that this is truly the last year the NFL will be exclusive to DirecTV and the Sunday ticket. So we talked a little bit about where is it going to go, and the rumor is Amazon's going to get it, and the other rumor is NFL's going to create their own app. So it'll be like, you know, the NFL will basically handle their own streaming and whatever. It's fine. Whatever they do, it'll be fine. But what came up was the fact that DirecTV emailed all of us subscribers, those of us who already had Sunday Ticket recently, to inform us that Sunday Ticket is on the house this year. It's free. Every single one of us subscribers is getting NFL Sunday Ticket for free this season. Now, my question to you is, why in the hell would they do that? If it's their last year with it, what is in it for them to just give it away for free? There's got to be some hidden incentive, and we're trying to figure it out. You know, we're going, what is it? Like, I mean, the one thing I thought is I thought, I want to read the fine print because what it could be is it could be something like, hey, by accepting this free gift, you've agreed to remain with DirecTV for the next five years. No need to respond. We'll know your response is yes by the fact that you've accepted this free gift of NFL Sunday ticket. That's what I'm afraid of. I want to go read the fine print and see if it's what that's what it is. That scares me because that seems like something they might be able to do. <laughs> Here's your free gift. Oh, by the way, the free gift under the terms and conditions, what you will find is that you will find that you are now uh, officially a DirecTV subscriber for life, and if you try to cancel, it's a $10,000 cancellation fee. Something like that. So i got to go back and look. But, yeah, it's the weirdest thing in the world. It's their last year with it. You would think that they would almost price gouge it. At least get their last little bit of money's worth on it. Why are they giving it away for free? I don't get There's got to be a... There's got to be something that they're getting for it. It's just there is nothing ever in this world that is done for free or for the 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 kindness out of the kindness of the heart of the AT&T executives really if you don't know AT&T owns DirecTV now you're telling me the executives at AT&T were like eh, you know what let's just do something nice for everyone this year no that shit does not happen 
in corporate boardrooms. What is the catch? Is it the lifetime contract thing? Are they tricking us into saying if we've agreed it, that, uh, agreed to take this free Sunday ticket this year that now we're under contract with DirecTV, so when we try to cancel at the end of football season, they're going to say, ooh, ah, you can't do that. You, you, you signed a five-year contract, and you're going to go, no, I didn't. They're going to say, well, actually, when you accepted your free Sunday ticket gift, you did agree – to remain with DirecTV for the next five years. It was in the fine print. You should have read it. You were sent the terms and conditions. Didn't you read the terms and conditions? No. Nobody reads the stupid terms and conditions. Speaking of money grabs, you see Shakira? Shakira apparently is under... um, uh, investigation, not I guess not under investigation anymore. She's actually going to trial for tax fraud in Spain. And what it boils down to, if you read into it, is they're saying she owes something like, is it $8 million or that she can go eight years or she can go to prison for eight years? It's one of those two things. I don't remember what it is, but she owes, you know, basically she owes a bunch of money in taxes and, uh, and, and you know, if she's found guilty, she might... <laughs> Spend eight years in prison. That would be the max sentence. But here's what it boils down to, because it is, once again, complete bullshit. Basically, Shakira's been dating a soccer star from Spain, and Spain is claiming that she spent more than six months in a day in Spain, making her at least a partial Spanish citizen for the last few years, meaning she should owe some federal taxes in Spain. Feels like a stretch to me. I, I mean, you got to figure if it's going to trial, they must have proof that she was in Spain for more than six months out of the year. But that being said, it feels like I, I, it feels like a money grab. That's what I'm saying. There's no kindness in these people's hearts. The AT&T executives are not just being kind, right? The Spanish guy, anytime anyone sees a chance to make money, they take it. They always take it. Be aware they're always going to take the chance to make the money. What is DirecTV doing? The exact opposite of what the Spanish government is doing? Suddenly, they don't like money anymore? So confused. So confused. Anyway, that got me again. But Talking about football and talking about soccer, it gets me excited because um, season is upon us. I think soccer season's only a couple of weeks away. The soccer plays like... Like t- literally ten months out of the year, the Serie A, soccer, the European soccer leagues, football's first preseason games are only a couple of weeks away, aren't they? I think it's only a week or two away. A month from now, it'll be basically football season, college football, Labor Day weekend, NFL weekend. After that, it's here, guys. Started the podcast with it, and I'll end the podcast with it. It's here. Happy fall. It's upon us. You know what moved up earlier in the year? I, I shit you not when I tell you this. You're going to think I'm making this up, but this just is the most ironic thing in the world. Last night I get home. My wife and child have already eaten. They're having a movie night watching Ferdinand. So I order myself some Stromboli. Not a big thing in Rochester. It's not impossible to find Stromboli in Rochester. In fact, we have a restaurant called Stromboli Express, which is where I ordered from. But Stromboli back home in Ohio is like a big deal. It's like... If you go to a pizza place on a Friday night in Ohio, in my hometown, Conneaut, Ohio, and you go to a pizza place and you measure their orders, 
it might be close to 50-50 pizza Stromboli as far as the orders coming in. I, I bet there's probably more pizza than Stromboli in fairness, but it's close. Probably maybe 60-40, 75-25 at least, at worst, pizza to Stromboli. And here in Rochester, it's all pizza, right? And every pizza place has like a calzone on their menu and maybe – a small handful of them, not many, but maybe you'll see a Stromboli on their menu. Maybe, but they also almost look at it as like a specialty item. Whereas Stromboli, the way I knew it and grew up with it, is essentially just like pizza in that you can order Stromboli with anything you want on it. It's just a folded up pizza is all it is. But we do have the one place that specializes in the Stromboli in Rochester, Stromboli Express. So I ordered, got here last night. I'm eating my Stromboli. I'm sitting at the kitchen table. Wife and child are watching Ferdinand on Disney Plus in the other room. And I just, on a whim, I go, <clears throat> I wonder which one of these weekends WWE SummerSlam is on. Because it's always on in August. I go, oh, that'll be great. You know, I'm looking forward to that. That'll be one of these Saturday or Sunday nights that I'll stay up late watching wrestling. And, you know, that's just kind of a way for me to escape once in a while. So I Google it. And it says WWE SummerSlam, Saturday, July 30th, 8 p.m. My initial reaction is, what? That can't be right. I don't remember any time that SummerSlam's been in July. It's always been in August. Then I look at my, my uh, the time on my phone. It is 7.59 p.m. <laughs> when I'm reading that. Go, Holy shit. This is meant to be. So I watch SummerSlam. And which one of these things happened? A, just like old times, I stayed up late watching SummerSlam, eating my Stromboli, partying, watching wrestling. Or B, I watched the first match and a half and fell asleep. Oh, it was B. It was definitely B. I was asleep by 9. Got a great night's sleep. Woke up and did my podcast. (laughs) Thanks for listening.